0: The Oregon Ducks are headed to the Fiesta Bowl to take on Ohio State. No, oh, they're going to play Georgia. No, looks like. Oh, Florida State. That makes sense. Nope. The Oregon Ducks are not going to play Florida State. Who are they going to play? Who are they playing, Brenda?
1: Biberty. Wait, Biberty? Wait, wait, That's what we're going to refer, refer to Biberty? them as. Biberty? Liberty?
0: <laughs> Liberty? Yikes. Oh, well, we'll talk about that, I guess, here on the Oregonian Sports podcast. I'm Aaron Fenstress of the Oregonian. I'm joined by coin Six's Brennan Brenna Green, who was in Vegas to watch the Ducks lose to the Huskies and fall all the way into a matchup with Liberty. And just let me just say right now, no offense to Liberty. And that means we're probably going to be offensive, but it's not a disrespect to Liberty. It's just a disrespect to the system and the fact that the Ducks playing Liberty is just not very sexy for Duck fans and even Duck media who are going to cover it because, I mean, let's face it, it's Liberty, but Hey, Liberty could win. Who knows? But let me just, just say that out front. We're not, we don't mean any disrespect while we're being disrespectful. But anyway, Brenna,
1: that's, <laughs> <let's>, that uh, <laughs> is, that, that's the line I'm going to use from here on out. We don't mean any disrespect while we're being disrespectful. That's perfect. That is perfect.
0: It's more accurate than people than when people say, I don't mean any disrespect, but, and then they say a series of things that are disrespectful, right? At least I'm just being upfront. Um, okay. Sort of up front with a a twist. Anyway, so, Brenna, let's just dive right into Vegas. You were there. Great game. Very entertaining from my end to watch it. I watched it in a a bar downtown loaded with Duck fans. There was some Husky fans there, and they were being loud. But anyway, so I didn't have the full stadium experience, but I had a little mini, mini experience where people were cheering at every little silly little thing that happened, so it was kind of fun to be around that as opposed to staying home on my couch. Anyway, your impressions of the game, your impressions of the event, and what it meant for the Ducks to lose this opportunity.
1: Um, I mean, you know, uh, Oregon decided to wake <laughs> up with 90 seconds in the second quarter. We're time to be alive. Um, <laughs> I wish they, I said this online. <laughs> like, if the hurry-up offense is working, just run at the whole damn game. Like, because th- both times they had to go hurry up. They scored almost immediately, you know. So, um, so yeah, that was just disappointing to see them come out so flat, and yeah, just both sides of the ball, just not. I mean, they yeah, they think you go down twenty to three, that's going to be really hard to come back from, and you know, technically they did come back from it.
0: They did. They scored three straight touchdowns, Uh,
1: but you know. it just, that's still, that's it's still the other team's going to be close. And it was just too much. It was just too much. So, um, yeah, it's, it's disappointing. It, it it's, it's one of those situations where you're just kind of like, yeah, I mean, Bo said it perfectly. He's like, you look back on your career and you're just like, man, like what I would change, you know, like what you would change in your mm-hmm. career. And it's like, oh, you're so close. Um, so, so awesome. yeah, just the whole thing is just. It's disappointing, and then, like you said, it's disappointing uh, how everything played out and the the results of where we are at. Uh, I had somebody email me from a sister station the other day, being like, "Hey, are you? Hey, can you help us out with coverage at the festival?" I'm like, "We're not traveling to the festival." <laughs> <Like, laughs> You're not. Wow, I mean, that's, that's a lot of money for a game that is, I mean, we didn't, we didn't travel to the holiday bowl last year. Like it's, you know, it's it's Mm. just not the amount, the return of the ROI in that situation is not great. And I would be shocked if there are any Portland stations traveling for that game, unless it's on like ABC or something, then maybe. so um so yeah i yeah i was like um because they're like well we're not traveling and i'm like yeah well neither are we so you know (laughs) like if if you're not traveling and you're the liberties do you think we're traveling no so anyways yeah um so that was a funny email to to intake and then go back and be like yep no we're not we're not um gonna be being able to provide you with any extra help i'm sorry
0: <laughs> so. yeah definitely a disappointing situation all all things involved in and, and the game the game was fascinating because to me because oregon just ran all over washington in the first meeting and we did talking ducks i was trying to like okay what's my key to the game gonna be and i'm like oh, they have to keep running the football which is pretty basic because usually when you run the football well you win but yeah, I felt it was important they would have to do that. That if they didn't, it would be an awful lot to ask Bo to try and outdo a Penix alone. And they they didn't run the football well at all. They only had 120 something yards, and most of that was was uh, Bo Nix. And most of that was off of that 44 yard run where the defensive end jumped in the air at a really weak fake by Bo and let Bo run for 44 yards. It drives me nuts when defensive linemen do that. But anyway, um, so yeah, once once they couldn't run the football, and once it was obvious that Penix was on a different level than he had been the f- previous six weeks, and it was clear that all the analysis that Oregon had outplayed Washington since their meeting in Seattle meant that Oregon was better and they were going to win was wrong. I got seduced into that last minute. I kind of felt like these two teams were even, but one team was outplaying the other by far for six weeks. So I went with that one team, even though I had picked the Huskies to win the championship preseason and I paid the price (laughs) because uh, the Huskies, you know, you said, you said at one point the Huskies played down to their competition and yeah, they do. And they also yeah. play up to their competition and that's and that's what they did in this game. And they're the best team in the conference by 6 points and over two games. It was really really close. Props to them. 13-0 is impressive regardless of how you get there unless you're Florida State. So, it, it was, you know, it was just one of those situations <laughs> where it was sad to see everything crumble the way it did for Oregon fans, but the, but the better team won. End of story. So, Moving on to now the discussion before we get the Liberty, the Liberty game, then you got the Heisman discussion, right? So many believed, and I was sort of on this train that if Oregon won that game, that's enough to get Bo, get Bo enough vote to maybe overtake uh, Daniels, who has way better stats than both these two, uh, but was nine and three. Um, and Bo did not get in the team did not get that done. And so I don't think he's going to win the Heisman. I think Daniels is a clear favorite. My vote, uh, just revealing it here, I went with Daniels first, Nick second, Pennix third. I went with Knicks over Pennix because Knicks had by far the best season. You go look at Nick's game log, not one yep. bad game. He threw three picks, and in the three three games he threw a pick in, he threw 10 touchdowns combined. Like He did not have a bad day. Pennix had some off nights. And then people say, well, yeah, but he beat Bo twice. Well, it's not boxing, right? So he didn't beat Bo twice. He His team beat Oregon twice. And in those games, he didn't really necessarily outplay Bo Nix. I mean, it was pretty no. close either way. Um, so I went with Bo because I think Bo just had a way better all around season, and I got Penix third. So that's where I'm at. What do you think is going to happen? Who would you vote for?
1: Yeah, definitely Bo is not winning. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I think it's I think it's Daniels at the end of the day, I do think that recency bias gets people and it becomes Penix over Bo. Um, cause I just know how people operate. So even though I do think you're correct, I think Bo had a better season and also a few of those like picks weren't necessarily his fault. Like it was like, you know, off the receiver's hands or something like that. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't even really, Mm -hmm. really his doing. Um, so you know third the third one came on on friday okay.
0: and it was a weird situation where the db and the receiver went out and then bo doesn't think there's a defensive yep. back there and he blends in with the rest of his teammates right and then he jumps back on the field and picks it after both both threw it it was, it was a pretty fascinating play but anyway yeah. yeah
1: exactly um so yeah i do think it ends i, I think it's daniel's Penix Bo, um and then uh okay. the guy from ohio state uh who I hope he enjoys a nice trip to New York City. Um,
0: <laughs> who might actually be the best.
1: Yeah, he player. Yeah, you might he might but, end up being the best player you know, of the group.
0: It's just when you're a receiver, you're gonna you're gonna break that break ranks with those or get into that group with three quarterbacks who put up those types of numbers. You have to have like 1,800 yards and 20 touchdowns. You can't, you know, you, it has to be pretty special. Yeah. Anyway.
1: Yeah, I mean, he could totally end up being the best pro but the heisman is not who is the best pro the heisman is who's is the best college player and you'll like you said it is very right. r- very difficult i mean you know it's very difficult in the nfl to be a receiver and win nvp i mean you know cooper cup did it a few years ago but that was like
0: and moss kind- and rice i think are the only three in yeah, 40 years i mean
1: it's really difficult to do so um congratulations on getting there sir uh <laughs> <laughs> so yeah but um you know g- gosh i mean by the way, did you see that uh Nix's dad won a state championship last night? Yeah. So, did he? so I mean, you know, the, that family, that family overall, having a pretty good year. Yeah, you know, brothers on Clemson. Clemson was kinda up and down, you know, but generally, what a year to be a Knicks. Um and then you then you had
0: Did they did they sneak did they sneak Knicks into the Oh he was there, yeah, he was there. Put no, I mean on the field, put him in uniform. <laughs> just
1: playing Um, no i saw videos of him in normal people clothes at the game normal people (laughs) normal people clothes um so but also happy that it worked out for him to go because obviously this week's kind of crazy um so uh yeah i mean you know you had tez into the mix nobody thought tez was gonna have the year that he had for oregon pretty good year if you're Knicks, i gotta say um definitely and you know thankfully this is not the last time we're going to be uh seeing Bo in an Oregon uniform just what are your thoughts on him deciding to play in the bowl game even though it is against our friends at Bibberty?
0: yeah you know so when Bo at his press conference after the loss to Washington said he wasn't sure if he was going to play in the bowl game I was a little offended because I'm like and, and I know that's sort of how people do things but You know, I would think if you were a team contending for a national championship and that doesn't happen, but you're going to play a marquee opponent like a Georgia, Ohio State, Florida State, that you might get up for that game and that that would be a a big victory or a big event for the program. And so you want your dudes there for that. Um, So I was like, you know, he needs to play in that game. But then when it was announced that they were going to play Liberty, I was like, okay, no, he shouldn't play in that game. (laughs) He should let that go. But. To his credit, he wants to play. He wants to go out on a high note. He wants to rally the, the his teammates and go out there and play one last time for Oregon, and I love it. I just think it's it's great for the program. It'll be it, it, they should win, so it would be great for him to end on a high note. So very glad he made that choice. But I would have understood had he said, "Nah." I'm good.
1: Yeah, I think I think nobody would have hated him if he would have said, "Eh, I'm not going to do it." Um, I do think that him saying, "Yes, I am going to do it." Definitely cements him in the lore of Oregon quarterbacks. It's like, all right, you know, what kind yeah. of legacy do you want to leave? And that's the legacy he's leaving. And I, I think it says a lot about him and his character because, like, like I said, nobody would have blamed him if he would have been like, "No, I'm going to protect my draft drafts stock here." You know, no one. Right. But the fact that he's like, "Eh, I want to, I want to go out hopefully with a win, and I want to play one last time with this team," you know there's been a lot of talk about how connected this team is all year from all parties, you know, him and Lanning in particular. And, you know, you never know if all that is just, not that I ever thought that, like I I did really believe it. I did really believe it. But when you see something like that happen, it's like, okay, that was faux real faux real. Okay. (laughs) And, so let
0: me ask you this, yeah. though. Let me ask you this. What if it had been a Georgia? Could have been could this all have been reversed, and Bo could have been like, eh, I'm not about to go out there and get smashed by Georgia for free. But Liberty, you know, you'd be thinking, I'm going to put 60 the on Liberty. The way that
1: it was phrased, <laughs> and maybe I am reading this wrong, but the way that it was phrased in the press conference, it sounded like him and Lanning met before the bowl game the came out and Bo said, I want to play
0: regardless that's of
1: how it came off to me. Now I might be reading things okay. wrong. Um, no, but that's, that's kind of how I, the, the gist I got from the answer. Um, so who knows, okay. but, um, regardless, like, for him. I, I really do think I do think he would have played no matter what I really do. Um, yeah okay. I, you think Bo's gonna back down from playing at georgia especially after like you know well yeah. no
0: i i, yeah, I know what you guys i'm just thinking yeah. in terms of oh yeah getting injured the whole argument to not play is that you're protecting your your body yes. really yeah, right Totally. and so georgia is gonna put yes. more hurting on his body than liberty is so that that i mean i'm not even criticizing him. i'm saying if i were choosing and i were thinking if i were leaning towards not playing because of the physical dangers of it. And then you told me I'm playing Liberty and I look at, you know, five minutes of Liberty film. I'm like, those guys are never going to touch me. We're going to slice right through them. I feel a lot better about not getting injured than if I'm playing Jordan. Yeah,
1: Yeah, no, I totally get that. But I just, I don't see Bo, especially in light of this decision. Now it just backs up everything that I, you know, it kind of backs up everything you thought you knew about him. Um, I just don't see, he's, he's just such a competitor. Like, yeah, yeah, he's just not going to back down from anything. So, and yeah, like I said, I appreciate him. Um, given, given the fan base, one last game, because I think that means I think that means a lot to everybody. So, congratulations, Bo. You've cemented yourself as as a, as a good dude.
0: I wonder if he gets a bonus for this game.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe. <laughs> maybe there's some sort of in it yeah it's actually not a bad i wonder i wonder if they if they have that worked in nil how deals how does that
0: work how does that work you know what bro got an extra 100k for you for playing this game bro yeah who knows these days but anyway regardless regardless of if he did it because it's liberty and he got some extra cash he's playing that's all that matters all right uh let's talk just a little bit about this liberty matchup 14 point spread not 34 not 24 14 which tells you that vegas thinks it's going to be a decent football game liberty has an offense they got a dual threat quarterback who put up 30 touchdowns six interceptions uh rush for like, i think i think close to a thousand or 700 yards or something like that i can't remember i looked him up the other day uh so they, you know they got a dude who can make some plays and uh the defense so so they didn't play any power five schools at all which is you know the, the rule was put in for a group of five to get into the mix because you were seeing teams do so who were getting wins over Power Five teams, and they were kind of getting left out. This is one that didn't get a win over Power Five team. They're not a top ten team; they're ranked 18th or 20th or whatever. I think it's ridiculous that Oregon got stuck with them. No offense again to Liberty, but it's ridiculous that Liberty does not deserve to be in a New York Six Bowl by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but here they are, so. Do the Ducks go out there and just boat race these guys, or do you think it might I be I really it?
1: wonder if this is the weakest group of five team to ever play on a New Year's Six Bowl. Like, I'm, I'm just...
0: Well, I think so, because the, the rule's pretty yeah, new, exactly. isn't it? So
1: I'm thinking of...
0: So all the ones before had to have been really, you know, like when Boise State played Oklahoma yeah. and beat them, but that Boise State really team good. was really, really good. And they, they had already gone through a stretch where they were winning games against power five teams you know at least every other year
1: tulane last Uh, year like i i wasn't surprised when they beat usc yeah
0: right because usc can't stop anybody and tulane had an offense i think the game was 46 or 48 49 or something like that right so
1: yeah it's you know it's it's uh god I think we all wish it was a little different, but you know, here we are. So um, here we are. We're so yeah, but it, it like you said, no Power Five teams. It's just not. It's just not sexy, you know.
0: No, they beat UMass. They beat. I looked at the schedule. UTEP, you know. They, I saw. So, I yeah. I saw a
1: chart the other day that says that the Fiesta Bowl is down like sixty three percent in ticket sales oh yeah they're like the low like like I, like they have like I, I i don't remember where i saw this chart so i can't i can't quite pull it up but it was like looking at it it was ranking bowl games by like how much they were up or down from ticket sales the last year and the fiesta bowl was dead last <laughs> so who, those uh so, so those bowl, Liberty, the, Liberty that bowl committee is not, is not a happy bunch there. i'm sure they, they are not going to be making any coin on this one.
0: Okay, so Liberty University has, whoa. Okay, I was about to say something stupid. They have 94,000 enrollment? Wait a minute.
1: There's no way. Is that like online? <laughs> Wait,
0: 20,000? there's 50,000 in undergraduate school and 18,000 and 40 something thousand in graduate school. Holy crap. Okay. So they have a C, they have a huge student body. Um, so maybe a lot of them are going to go because it's such a big deal. If they care that much about football. Um, but if you, if you're an Oregon fan, you're, it was best, I mean, there was a time when Oregon fans were turning their nose up at the Rose bowl because they wanted a national title game. Um, so are, are they going to go to the festival t- to see them play Liberty? I just I just don't know. They, they, their football attendance average is 19,000. So let's say 10 of those go and another 10 from across the country are excited and they go, graduate, you know, graduates, that's 20, Liberty gets there. I'm just thinking, I'm just completely making this up. <laughs> but you don't have a – nationwide fan base like like oregon has fans all up and down the west coast washington as well right usc as well right so you have a game anywhere in any on the west coast and there's a bunch of duck fans in that area who are oh ducks are in town they can go to the game it's and that's the same in arizona and if you california that's close to arizona and people will go down there easily but liberty doesn't bring that to the table so you're and usually when the ducks have played in these big bowl games they've played against teams like wisconsin Auburn, um, Florida State, that have those types of followings, right? And so they'll they'll flood themselves into a, a big stadium, and, and you know make it a huge event. Right now, the Ducks got to carry this thing, and I don't know how incentivized they're going to be to do so, unless you start giving tickets away. We got we got fifty yard line, five rows up, going for seventeen ninety nine. <laughs> that comes. Wait a minute. That comes with free food throughout the game then people might go
1: i don't think i don't think the duck duck fan base would even show up if it was if you were giving tickets away because you still got to pay for i mean (laughs) pool games are expensive man like you have last you have flights within a month of it getting booked that's not cheap over a holiday weekend also not cheap then you've got hotels not cheap food it's just like, it adds, bowl, bowl games are, I mean, there's there's a reason why we're not going to this thing. Like it's it's a lot of money. So um, yeah. so yeah, I mean, even if you give, give tickets away to Ducks fans, like honestly, like the tickets are, it's the thing that probably costs the least amount of money when you add it all up.
0: <laughs> Maybe they can get enough people from Arizona and California or Southern California. That's only like a four hour drive, right? Maybe maybe they can get enough of them to to come and join if the tickets are reasonable. We'll see. Yeah, you know, in a few weeks, fans will be jonesing for some football. Bo Nix will be playing. You know, there'll be some hype around it. People are like, you know what? Let's just go. We got nothing better to do. Let's go. Let's go watch a duck game. So we'll
1: I see. long to have that type of money in my life.
0: <laughs> All right, let's move along to the playoff situation that Oregon's not a part of because of their loss. In our Michigan, number one seed, number two seed, Washington, number three, Texas, number four, Bama left out, Florida State, 13-0, a power five conference team going 13-0 and not getting into the playoffs. This has just sent everyone into a tizzy, which is kind of hilarious to me because when you have a flawed system, you're going to have flawed results. It's just going to happen. It's inevitable. You shouldn't have a situation where you have four conference champions get in or sometimes not even four conference champions and and but you have five power five conferences. It's silly, but here we are. So before I give my take on the entire situation, I think we're going to differ on this. So I want you to go first so I can counterpunch because that's my thing. What you got?
1: <laughs> well, there is, no in which, <laughs> there is no world in which uh, the committee was going to leave off a team from the SEC. That is just not going to happen regardless of there being two teams in that conference now with one loss. Um, I would have loved to have seen that chaos. I think that would have been hilarious. Uh, but, you know, that's not going to happen. We're going to put the <laughs> SEC, te- SEC te- team in. So um, once you look at it from that lens of like there's no way they're leaving an SEC school out, then you know that they have to bring Texas in because if you don't bring Texas in, you're saying the results, that head-to-head results don't matter. So it makes sense to me how it all went down. Um, however, it, you know, obviously it does set a, a precedent that's not great. I guess, I guess, you know, that precedent doesn't matter very much because yeah, it's, it's going worthless. away People next year. That. This
0: sets a precedent for what? 12 teams are going to be in from now on. So, but anyway, go ahead.
1: Yeah. Um, I feel, I, I feel for Florida State a little bit. Um, it's, God, it's such a hard situation (sighs) because do I think that Alabama is better than Florida state? Yes. Yes, I do. I do think Alabama is better than Florida state. So I guess, I guess that is just how you have to look at it. And, um, that, you know, is, is that number four team better than Florida? Now is Texas better than Florida state? honestly like that's that's a bigger question for me um that that's more of a question for me than Alabama um so especially with the fact that oh god Texas has a backup quarterback doing its thing too um or no never mind Quinn was back I got that all mixed up anyways um so yeah like you you just have a really um Really interesting. It's it's a really interesting situation, but generally the system, as you said, ridiculously flawed. And, I, you know, I, I, there aren't many things that the NCAA does well in this world, but I'll give them this. The FCS playoffs, there is, I look, I look this, I think there's 24 teams in the FCS playoffs. That's probably too many, honestly. But if the, if FCS teams can do this, why? How in the world can FBS teams not do this? And let me answer that question for you. Ah, uh, yes, because in the FBS there's a bowl. <laughs> you kind of
0: emphasize BS on that.
1: Yeah, I yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> Wonder something. why. I um, and <laughs> and so you know, this whole system has just been completely like we could we could already. We could already be here. We should already be. This is nonsense. This is nonsense. But we're here because a bunch of these old games, I mean, I'm just going to be frank. I don't understand. I don't understand people's like, I don't understand people's um infatuation, not infatuation. <laughs> Fascination. Um, that, that isn't the right word. Adulation. Emotional connection to bowl games. Adulation. Adulation, I don't get it. I don't get it. But that's one of the huge reasons why we are here and why Florida State doesn't get a chance is because there's been all this back and forth over bowl games. And there's just all bowl games are is just a money grabbing operation at this point. They don't really serve any. They, they don't serve much in my eyes. And um yeah, they're dumb and stupid, and, and I can keep going, but I'm going to let you go instead, so go ahead.
0: <laughs> I've hated the college football system since I was told about it when I was like eight or nine. I was flabbergasted. I, I like a, An incredulous argument of Aaron Fentress was like, wait a minute, what? They do what? They vote on it? Because I was already at that point into the NFL playoffs. That was really cool with the brackets and who they're going to play this team and they move on to play playoff team, and college football didn't have that. So I've been disgusted with the entire thing. The BCS was a little bit better because then at least you avoided having two undefeated teams not play, although one year an undefeated team didn't get in uh, Auburn because uh, they didn't qualify for the top two. So then you go to four. Four was better than the BCS, but clearly not where they should have gone because you get situations like this. And part of, part of the thing that the college football want is they want people arguing about it all year. And the media and the fans f- fall for it because four or five weeks into the season, people start arguing about who's going to be in the playoffs. And there's six teams. Who's going to get in? Well, we've got a lot of football left, so let's worry about that in December. But you know this kind of thing is bound to happen. They should have fixed it before this year, and now here you are. <clears throat> that and all said,
1: that all hilariously, said. the reason why it didn't get fixed is because the Big Twelve, the Big Ten, the Pac-12 blocked it. Uh, yeah, or see, else it so, would be or, fixed by this year.
0: Yeah, there's you know there's always some kind of politics and stupidity in there. And yeah, you said the Pac the Pac-12 blocked it. Well, you know they blocked Oregon in the end. It. So, uh, yep. Now that said you're faced with this flawed system that no, when you have a flawed system you're going to have poor results at the end of the day since you're restricted to four it's clear though that there are several other teams that were playoff caliber especially when you look at last year when tcu got in it didn't even win its conference championship game but it got in because there wasn't it wasn't this deep of a field but dude ohio state gets screwed because they don't get a second crack at michigan but Oregon got a second crack at Washington, different systems, different conferences, right? Georgia, under, 29 straight games, defending two-time national champions, they lose to Bama, a really good team, and they're out. That's ridiculous. But again, you're limited to four. As far as I'm concerned, Florida State, leaving them out was the right choice. I don't even think it's even a debate. I can't believe people are arguing about this because their best player is out, and that's literally listed in the criteria is if you have significant injuries that, you know, hurt your team significantly and losing your star quarterback is huge, especially when your backups just ain't it. They, they, they got 48 yards passing from, I can't remember the kid's name against Louisville in the ACC championship game. and won 16, six power to the defense. And prior to that, um, against North Alabama, one kid had a good game, but then after that, of Florida, I think, I think he completed for 48% of his passes or something like that. So you got two kids. It's not like this is Cardell Jones in Ohio State, who was a third string quarterback for Ohio State, and they beat the Ducks. They beat Bama, and then they beat the Ducks in the, in the playoffs. That kid was good. He was drafted into the NFL. These guys are not good. So Georgia, Oregon, Ohio State, Bama, Texas, Washington. Michigan all destroy Florida State. Now any team can win on any given day. We all know that. So okay, maybe in a, in a, in a, four, a seven game series they win one and lose four against all those teams I just mentioned. and One's a fluke. Bama destroys it with no quarterback, with no threat in the pocket. You're just you're just dead meat to a team with a lot of good athletes on defense. So what the what the committee said is that. We know, we believe 100% that Florida State's just going to get rolled because they don't have a quarterback. And what we saw in those two games, at quarterback is not going to get it done against these teams. They're a 14-point dog against Georgia for a reason, and they would get smoked in the playoffs. That's why they're out, and I think that makes sense.
1: Yeah, let's just be frank. This Florida State team, they're just – they're boring. (laughs) Like, like, um, there's just – there's no flash with them. I mean, they have a great defense, but – Other than that, it's just kind of like, okay, like, you know, we're just, we're, we're humming along. So it's a tough situation. It's hard. It, you know, I don't feel as strongly about them being left out as some other people do. I think, um, I do wonder, I do wonder, this is something that I, I'd want, I've been wondering if Oregon had won, do we think they still get in?
0: Yeah, they're in over Washington. Absolutely. You, oh, think so? you think
1: so? Oh, Do you think they get in no absolutely. matter what? They don't They don't get edged by Florida State? No. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I think you're reasons. probably right. They got, but, a, they got no quarterback. But we've got we, – you know, you know how it is with West Coast teams. Somehow they always end up getting screwed. So, you know, yeah, it wouldn't they, have surprised me if somehow yeah, they did end the, up getting the, screwed the, the in the that Ducks, situation. The Ducks have juice. The Ducks, um, the Ducks have juice, though. I'm also fascinated to just see the fallout with this with Florida State and the ACC. That's gonna be that. I mean, whoo! They were already were trying to get out. Now we're now we're at light speed, baby. So uh, that's that's gonna be interesting to watch over the next few years. But um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that that you're right. That it's just obvious those other teams are just better than Florida State right now, even though. You know, it's God, it's so hard not rewarding a power five conference or champion for going undefeated. It's really, really difficult. But, you know, it's stupid. as you said, also, this is the system you set up. So this is where it's at. And yeah, bowl games are stupid and dumb. And it is what has held the sport back for years and years. This antiquated <laughs> system has held everyone back for years. Facts. And once again, it rears its ugly head bowl games should go away and that is my hot take for the day and, and you know as somebody you know the public doesn't see this but like these these bowl committee like there's these bowl committees right of all these powerful let's be frank men <laughs> all right and they travel and that's that's not me that's not this is a fact it is a fact of life i have never once never once in all the college football games i've attended seen a bowl committee represented by a woman never once because it's an old boys club okay and they they go around the country with their money and they go and scout teams at games don't know why that's super necessary but here we are. So they all show up to the game and they get to smooth and do all this. And it's just this system that is so, it's so tired. It's so tired. And it it, it, it always ends up, there's there's always some sort of situation where it does this. And it's just, it doesn't make any sense to me why it's still around. And it's because there's a lot of, it, it does make sense to me. There's a lot of money in it. People don't want to give up money, but. At the end of the day, like it's just, it's the craziest thing. There is a system for college football that is not controlled by the NCAA for postseason. That is insane. No other sport has that. And it is the NCAA's highest grossing sport. And they don't have any control. It's crazy. Anyways, there's my greater rant Ooh. for the day. Why? Are bowls still a thing. And that is one of the reasons why we are where we are. So it's a great time.
0: Brennan, I agree. I hear you, Brennan. I agree with you hundred uh, percent, but we will have the bowl system still, but we'll have 12 teams in the playoffs. So people can cry about the number 13 team now or seating. Cause people didn't complain about that because who should be the top four seeds and have to buy blah, 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 whatever. At least teams will be in uh, real quick before we, we cap out of here. Uh, Dylan Gabriel, Oklahoma quarterback. Looks like he's going to join the ducks. How are you feeling about that in terms of them sticking with Ty Thompson?
1: Not surprising. I mean, I've been been thinking about this a lot. If I were a freshman out of college in today's college football landscape, unless I was a Dante Moore or something like that, I would actually not go to a Power Five program. I would go to a Group of Five program. Absolutely slay. (laughs) I mean, just go out and murder people. Whoa. And then transfer to the Power 5 program. Because that is the way it right is. now. You just like I I w- I wouldn't go to a to a Power 5 because you're going to get skipped over again and again and again for the hot sexy transfer yep, quarterback. So if you can't beat them, join them, baby. Um become a hot sexy transfer quarterback from Toledo or whatever. Which, by the way, Toledo's quarterbacks yeah. transferring. Um, so that's what I that that's what I would do. That's how I would play this thing. I'd be like, all right, if the, the whole system is about transfer quarterbacks, which boy, it sure seems like that. I mean, look around the Pac-12 this year. Let's see, UW's quarterback transfer, WSU's quarterback transfer, OSU's quarterback transfer, Oregon's quarterback transfer, USC's quarterback transfer, Arizona's quarterback transfer. And then Fafita came in and started playing, but at the beginning, transfer. Um, who am I missing here? Uh, I, you know, I, but that's just off the top I of my agree. head. So
0: Ty Thompson, what Ty Thompson should have done, and I think I think you're 100 percent right. He just wasted three years of his career, and I think he redshirted one, obviously. But had he gone to a place where it was like guaranteed he was going to start, and it doesn't matter where, right? It's, like you said, it could be a group of five, it could be FCS, just somewhere where you're going to play. And then maybe your first year, yep. you know, I mean, you're, you're a freshman and you're not great, but you're if you're on a lower level, then probably you should be recruited to, then you're probably going to do pretty well. And then the next year you improve. And then maybe after that year, Oregon because hey, we want you to come be our starter because look what you put on film. We've seen you now in games or someone else does, mm-hmm. or maybe it takes one more year and then you, you leave. But instead he came to Oregon thinking he was going to be the guy because they told him he was going to be the guy sooner rather than later, but they brought in Anthony Brown or brought back Anthony Brown And you couldn't beat him out because you just couldn't, you weren't ready. And then they knew, I I mean, I knew that season they were gonna go get a transfer. There's no way they were gonna roll with him the next year. And so, Lanning comes in and he immediately goes out and gets Bo Nix, so now you're screwed for at least one. Oh, Nix comes back for two more years. And now you're three years into this thing and they're gonna go get a one hit one, not a one hit wonder, but a a guy who's gonna give you one year in Dylan Gabriel. So yeah, you're 100% right. Quarterbacks need to go find a place they can play right away, and then build up their resume, and then go to the marquee program. The other side of this is that if Ty Thompson had come to Oregon and he lit it up as a freshman, and lit it up last year. He might have just left anyway, <laughs> right? Maybe someone comes and steals him. Yeah. I'm waiting to see if that ever happens. Although I think Oregon will always have the money to be able to keep someone like that. But yeah, I agree with you. It, it's just a waste of time for Ty at this point because he put in the work, and maybe he's just you know I haven't talked to anyone about him in a year. Maybe he just hasn't evolved enough to the point where they feel comfortable about him clearly, or maybe they do feel good about him, but Dylan Gabriel is just way too good. And you can go get him. And he's just going to be better. And then you're, you're kind of screwing Ty and I yeah. a little bit in a way that way. But anyway, you're right. Why even bother? And if you're in the programs, why bother? Because you're going to want to go cherry pick someone proven over the kid you're going to recruit who may or may not be great. And then the, the Marcuses and the Herbert's of the world are rare. So I don't know. It's, it's all bad. All right. Real quick. Oregon State. Bray hired players leaving childs of Michigan State DJ leaving the tight ends left what's, what's this program gonna look like after all the the defections
1: I mean it's gonna look like what we all thought it was gonna <laughs> look like I'm uh you know I mean you, you got Martinez back and that's a huge feather in your cap other than that it's uh it's a rough scene out here um you know I but I think that they hired the best person they could hire for the job um, in terms of at least trying to keep some players around. because you bring in somebody new, see ya, that whole program is is gonna be out. Um, so you know, I think that they did their best and they, they, they brought someone in who understands the limitations better than anybody else. Um, you know that's that's and I think that is important right now for that team um but yeah i mean you know this is this is gonna look like a mid-level mountain west team at best next year and that's just the reality of the situation um i do find it hilarious that after everything that happened this offseason this previous offseason and getting a new quarterback guess who's gonna be starting in the in the Bowl bingo branson um he's back baby and he's back for another bull mvp let's get it um so i do find that just to be the height of irony the height of irony
0: all right, that's it for the Oregonian Sports Podcast. Thanks for listening. Please join our subtext feature by texting JOIN to 503-386-0095. You can receive text messages with uh, information about articles we've written at the Oregonian and tidbits about the teams we covered from myself to Bill Orem to Nick to James Crepia, etc. All you have to do is text JOIN to 503-386-0095. You will receive a link. Click the link and start your 14-day trial. And after that, it's only $3.99 a month. Thanks for listening. Please click the subscription button and give us a five-star feedback. We'd, We'd appreciate that. And we'll catch you next week.